The Buffalo Beat is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. The Bills have a home game, of course, this weekend against the Ravens, but then they uh, return home for the final week of the season against the New York Jets. So to get in the door at the lowest price possible in the best seats possible, check out GameTime. The GameTime app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Buffalo Beat here. However you're joining us, whether it's on the Athletic Podcast Network or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, insert audio podcast listening mechanism here. Thank you for listening to us. And if you're on uh, listening to us on one of the free avenues, be sure to rate, subscribe, and review our show. We would really appreciate it. My name is Joe Biscaglia. With me is my co-host, Matthew Fairburn. And today we get to try and dice up one of the uh, most tasty matchups of this of the season. Most tasty, tastiest matchups of the season for the Buffalo Bills when they're up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are playing better than any other team in the league right now. They feature an offense so unique that on Thursday, Sean McDermott said, let me get the quote right here. Uh, let me bust out my my little notebook. He said, this is not the world the NFL lives in, uh, in reference to the offense that the Baltimore Ravens run. Very misdirection-y. They feature an explosive quarterback who's having an incredible season in Lamar Jackson. And, of course, he's of the same draft class as the guy that is ascending from the Bills' perspective, Josh Allen. So, choose your storyline. This is uh, shaping up to be perhaps the most fun game of the year. In, uh, based off anything, even the buildup more than anything, but uh, we'll see if it, it ends up coming to pass uh, as Sunday being actually fun uh, the way that we think it might. Yeah, there's a million different nuances to this matchup that make it a really interesting one. And I think it starts with how unusual the Ravens' offense is compared to what you see on a weekly basis in the NFL. You almost have to change your game plan uh, or change some of the schematic things that you do as a defense to prepare for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense. It's a blend of a quarterback with athletic ability that we haven't seen at the position since Michael Vick and he might even be better than that uh, as a runner. And you combine that with an offensive scheme under Greg Roman with elements that we've seen from, you know, when he was with the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick, but really a lot of concepts that you see in like option football and like stuff going back into the, you know, 60s and 70s, you know, some of the, the single wing and and things like that it's a 
it's the way it's all packaged together is different. Uh, I think is the way John Harbaugh put it in the summer was that they weren't necessarily doing anything new. They were just packaging it in a different way. And it makes for a really challenging team to stop. They're averaging 207 rushing yards a game tops in the league. Uh, they've scored 40 or, or I think it's 40 or more four times in a game this season. I mean, they're an unbelievable offense and, the Bills are a really good defense, and they have you know good defensive coaches, good defensive schemes, and this is the ultimate chess match and the ultimate test of just how good they are at at playing that in-game chess match because so far the only team to remotely slow down the Ravens is the 49ers, and the Ravens still scored 20 points in that game. Well, yeah, the the 49ers, yeah, they, they, they certainly did. That was uh... – I listened to to that game all the way through, and it, I went back and watched the film of it. The 49ers did a nice job, and they conceded in some areas, but took away others where they were the Ravens were more explosive. And it's almost as, and that's a really good defense. And it's almost as like, okay, are they conceding certain things because they know they can't outright stop everything? Which for a defense that good to be doing those types of things, you're like, oh, wow, they, this this offense might not be going anywhere anytime soon because it's not as though it's just like a a quick fix where you make one adjustment and it's like, yep, that's that's uh, gonna shut that up. Like, for instance, how and not to say that this is anything remotely close to what the Ravens run, but back when the Dolphins did their whole wildcat thing. And it was all the rage in the NFL because it was so effective and it took teams such a long time to figure out how to defend it. But once it was, once they figured out like one or two little switches, that was all they needed. But the reason that makes this Ravens offense and the scheme that Greg Roman runs so incredibly fun to watch and difficult to defend is because. You need a blend of the right scheme, you need the blend of the right personnel, and you need that scheme and personnel to be so well-schooled on an every-down basis in order just to maybe get a stop from them. It's it's actually a frightening offense to, to watch and to figure out, okay, what the heck are teams going to do? And the 49ers did a nice job of it. The Steelers, I think, did the best job of it this season, um, and they did some rather interesting things. Even though they uh, they run an odd man front, um, and so you can't really draw too much from it from a Bills perspective because they run a different base defense. But there are some concepts there that I think that could lend itself to what maybe the the Bills look to do against this Ravens team. But this this offense is frightening. And you would have to think, even though the Bills have a really good defense, the we'll, we'll we'll go into how to defend Lamar Jackson in a little bit. But you'd almost have to think this offense has more pressure on it. The Bills' offense, that is, to perform a lot better than they have in some other games, and just to keep up. And um, will they wilt under that pressure? And if they get down a couple of scores early, that so many teams have done, will they start? 
you know, throwing turnovers, making mistakes, get away from their game that has worked so well from the over the past three weeks. You know, it's a it's a legitimate challenge for this offense, let alone the defense too. Yeah, I think that's you know that's something that I plan on writing about a little bit tomorrow. I, I wrote about the challenge of of facing Lamar Jackson, and I think that's where a lot of the focus is this week for good reason. He's potential league MVP and the story in the NFL this year, but this is a really good Ravens defense. Uh, you know, ever since they got Marcus mm-hmm. Peters and you know had that in season turnaround, they have been a tough defense and. That's helping them win a lot of football games. Uh, you know, certainly the offense is doing its part, blowing teams out, but the offense is able to do that when the defense is creating big plays too and and making things happen. So, to me, I think that's may this might be the biggest test on both sides of the ball in some ways. Uh, you know, the Patriots are statistically in a lot of categories the best defense in the league. But the pressure wasn't necessarily there on the Bills' offense because, uh, you know, the Patriots' offense wasn't putting up a ton of points in that game. So this is going to be one of those games where, you know, people will make it about Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. Uh, You know, they certainly won't be on the field at the same time, but they're going to be trying to keep up with each other. And uh, there's a certain pressure that comes along with that when you know that that other offense can score at the drop of a hat very quickly in a number of different ways there the the margin for error is is a bit slimmer in in those types of games and you don't want to get too antsy against this defense because they've shown they're capable of making big plays yeah and I think there are ways to attack this Ravens defense even though they have been playing really well recently um they're they they concede some yardage on the ground and the one area that the Niners really looked to attack them last week was on the edge. And um, that, and Tevin Coleman really was a non-factor in the game, but their backup and their third stringer, really, because Matt Breida wasn't playing, Raheem Mostert was just on fire in that game. And they were able to get outside the, uh, the outside linebackers. And it's because the Ravens do some some rather unique things with how they line up their defense too. It's not just a very basic looking three, four that, that they run where they have, you know, the two outside linebackers, the two inside linebackers, or if, uh, if they're in a nickel look, the, um, the uh, two defensive linemen and the, and the uh, two uh, pass rushers next to them. It's, it's not quite like that. They use their one pass rusher, Matt Judon all over the place, um, they Jalen Ferguson, who is a rookie, they use him either as a outside linebacker, pass rusher, or they they jut him inside to more of like a five technique to three technique role uh, on the inside. So they they do some different things. But all that said, they they're not the best at containing the edge, and that burned them uh, with San Francisco in that game. And, and that's what led to a lot of the opportunities that the Niners had. And certainly I think that's going to be an area that Brian Dable and Devin Singletary looks to exploit in this game because Singletary is as equipped as you would think he is to try and find the edges in that game. And, and that's been a, a game plan of theirs going up against other teams where they, where they want to, get it outside the tackles, uh, Singletary has been the guy. And not to say that they would ever go back to Frank Gore or anything like that, but 
you know, it, it just lends itself to them thinking that that is a strong suit for Singletary. And that might be their best way of gaining yards and opening things up in the secondary um, when they're so concerned about stopping Singletary with a run. Uh, I think that's that's their best bet against this Ravens defense because they, they've got a lot of really good players in that secondary from, like you mentioned, Peters, Earl Thomas, Jimmy Smith when whenever they sub him into the game. Marlon Humphrey's a really good player. Um, Clark is a good player. I, I don't even, I don't know his first name, but he's really, um, he, 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 uh, stood out on tape and they're also, uh, I, he was, he, they also like to move him around. So there's, there's a lot of different elements to that secondary that's scary, but if they run the ball, I think they, they have a chance to kind of keep up here. Yeah. That's where it's not, you know, even though the, the fun and easy way to, to pin the matchup is Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. Even the Bills' offensive success might not come down to their quarterback in a lot of ways yeah. because, you know, if they get too antsy throwing the ball against this group of, of defensive backs, that might be a, a tough way to go about it. Uh, you know, going back to their game against the Rams and how they shut down that offense, uh, which has been streaky this year, you know, that – they aren't the only team to shut down the Rams, but it was a dominant performance. And, you know, they, they their run defense has some limitations. And, you know, this will be a test for the Bills to see how long can they stick with that, right? You know, how long can the defense hold up and keep the game close so that they can play that style of football, uh, you know, where they're running the ball and, and trying to, you know, control some clock. Because if you fall behind... And this is true probably of either side and have to play uh, a game where you're chasing. Uh, it changes things uh, for the offense. It, it would change things for Josh Allen and the Bills, and it might change things for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens a little bit. Not to say that they can't do it, but they certainly prefer to be front running and, and running the ball and you know using all that play action and everything else that they do. Uh, so that'll be a, a key part of this game. If it stays close, then it, it could be one of the, it could be a sl- similar, you know, sort of uh slobber knocker that, that the Ravens had last week <laughs> against the 49ers. Yeah. And the 49ers actually forced a turnover of Lamar Jackson, which has not happened all that often this year. They, they forced him to fumble the ball and that certainly helped keep them in the game. And that was another area where the Ravens were kept tight. Um, especially in that Pittsburgh game. They ended up winning 26-23, I believe it was. But, you know, Lamar Jackson threw three picks in that game. And he got some yards. I think he got around 70 yards. But it wasn't like this overwhelming performance. Um, But really, the the tail of the tape, you know, the the Bills' offense is going to need to do their job. But the tail of the tape will be whether or not this defense can – not stop, but slow down this Lamar Jackson led offense. If they can stop them, the Bills are going to be the talk of the league. And because they are the defense that stopped the unstoppable offense <laughs> of, of the 2019 NFL season. Though I don't think that's going to be the case. I think um, the way that the Ravens go about their business and what it takes to stop or potentially stop them, and the personnel needed to potentially stop them, I don't know that the Bills have enough to outright stop them. Can they get some stops? Absolutely, and they have some interesting pieces 
uh, to that some other teams just do not have, especially with their athletic linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. I think those two guys are going to need to be assets in this game, and they're going to be need, need to be extremely disciplined in this game. But in terms of what you need, I, I if they, if it gets to a situation where the Bills are going up against a too tight end look from the Ravens and Lorenzo Alexander is still on the field, that would scare me uh, if if I'm if I'm the Bills because Lorenzo Alexander has been a really good player for them in the past. He's not fast anymore. He doesn't bring that element anymore. He's a little bit he's looking a little sluggish the last few weeks and uh, that would uh, if if you're basing it on him trying to you know stay home or or read the play or or trying to get someplace quickly enough or to prevent Lamar Jackson from getting out to the edge or uh, Mark Ingram that's a that's a dicey proposition so if if Alexander's not out there then who do you put in Kirk Coleman Saran Neal those are a couple of liabilities themselves so that that to me is a little bit of a of a tough proposition I think that's what makes this offense such a nightmare is that even a team like the Bills who seems to have some of the scheme and some of the players you know personnel wise to match up in some ways it leaves them vulnerable in another spot you know they're not you'd have to be one of the best defenses of all time to have the right pieces. I mean, look at what they did to the Patriots. Uh, and and that defense has been dominant this year. So there are going to be areas that they can exploit. The The question is, can you get them in, you know, questionable down and distance situations? Can you, you know, keep them in more predictable situations? Because they can run, they can run traditional passing conte- concepts, let Lamar Jackson drop back and play uh, because he's a really good passer too. Um, there's, you know, that element. They've got Hollywood Brown uh, out at wide receiver who's having a terrific season. Their tight ends are so tough to defend because there's three of them who can all, um, you know, do a little something. So much speed at wide receiver. A, a running back who's still one of the best in the league in Mark Ingram and the best athlete at the quarterback position in, you know, 15 years. So uh, it's such a unique beast uh of an offense Mm -hmm. and i'm i think matt milano is in a lot of ways going to be a key player in this game because of the range that he can play with and he's not missing a ton of tackles this year uh you know he's a guy that has you know shored up that part of his game um you know he, he continues to take it to to new levels it seems like and in a game like this where missed tackles can kill you bad angles or not getting to the edge quick enough or misreading a, um, you know, faked handoff, all those things test your linebackers, guys like Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, uh, who have the athleticism to keep up. The question is, do they have, you know, the, the mind to keep up for, for that long. Yeah. Uh, it's an exhausting defense to play against, or exhausting well, offense to play against. I know it. And, the fact that they only have three practices to try and train their eye to not take the bait of whether it's thinking Lamar Jackson's going to hang on to it and, and bust it out wide or 
if uh, they think that Ingram has the ball or Gus Edwards has the ball going straight at the middle, then they crash down and Lamar Jackson gets outside and it goes crazy with an explosive play. I mean, that's it's such a quick decision that they have to make. And there are so many times where teams make the wrong decision because it's so difficult to try and figure out who has the ball. And Lamar Jackson, this is a great skill of his. He is fantastic at keeping the ball in the gut of the running back until the last possible second. And the running backs are very good to not clamp down on it and and uh, and to allow the quarterback to make that decision um, in, in the way that he does. So there are – it is – it's a challenge, no doubt. I mean, they could try some unique stuff. I, I know we heard Leslie Frazier um, on Monday talk about how you can – Sit down and think about a hundred different ways to a hundred different things that you could do to try and slow these guys down. But you also have to balance doing some things that are different with still allowing yourselves to be you and the defense that they run. Because what they've done so far has been really good, and the personnel that they have is one of the one of the better ones in the league just from the front right to the back. But I wonder if maybe they do something just slightly different. And I talked about the Lorenzo Alexander point. Um, I don't know that he has a role in this game other than on third downs. If he does, then I think the Bills might have some problems. Um, Saran Neal is an interesting name to me just because he's got the athleticism, but I don't know if this is the game that you want to trust him in. I, I wonder if Kirk Coleman is a player in this game because... You know, if they wind up going with and kudos to um, our colleague Cover One, who uh, who dug this up from the first time that the Bills played the Ravens last year, uh, when Lamar Jackson came in in garbage time, they went to this thing called a bear concept, uh, where Tremaine Edmonds was effectively on the outside of of the defensive end and. Basically, maybe not playing a rush role, but getting up the field and taking away the explosive exterior option because he has the length and athleticism to do that. So I wonder if they do a continuation of that just because of uh, how the challenges he might present to Lamar Jackson in that capacity and then trust that Jerry Hughes is doing the same thing over on the other side to where they're kind of bracketing Lamar Jackson in. And then allowing Milano and whether it be Jordan Poyer or Kirk Coleman or someone on the inside to uh, to find a way to get to the interior rushing. That that to me it seems to be the best way to potentially slow it down with the personnel that the Bills have. But then it calls into question like, okay, well, if Lorenzo Alexander's not on the field, then heck, Kirk Coleman or who's a little bit slower these days or uh, uh, Saran Neal is on the field. And that, it's 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 a tricky proposition and, and one thing that the Ravens are going to exploit at one point or another. Yeah, I think that's a big part of this too, is recognizing Lamar Jackson will make plays. Mark Ingram will rip off big runs. There will be yards. Uh, there will be points scored. You know, big plays will happen. It's about weathering the storm a little bit, you know, and not thinking you're going to completely shut a guy down. It's just a it, it's an emotional and mental challenge to face an offense where 
you could have Lamar Jackson trapped on third and 12 and he can sneak out and get a first down. Uh, you know, that, uh, that can crush your spirit as a defense. So I think when you, I, and I, and talking to, you know, some of the defensive players, I think they understand that they know that much like the Cowboys, Cowboys put up a ton of yards, but the bills were able to slow them down in key spots in order to prevent points. And I think that's where, you know, this, that's what this game is going to come down to as well is okay. They're going to have some big plays. They're going to pick up some yards on the ground, but in the important areas, can they limit the amount of points they score? Can they shut them down in the red zone? Can they keep them to tough field goals? I mean, Justin Tucker is great. So uh, that guy's going to make most of his kicks, but not letting, uh, you know, one or two big plays create, uh, you know, a snowball effect against them and, and stopping it in its tracks, which they've been good at as a defense. That That's why they have a lot of the tools it takes to slow this group down if it all comes together right. They've weathered some storms over the course of games and made adjustments. They have fast linebackers. They have smart safeties um, who make everything run for them. They have a defensive line that's playing pretty well. And they have two coaches in Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier who know how to scheme up defense. So the pieces are all there, but like you said, a missing thing, a missing link here or there Mm -hmm. can be just enough for the Ravens to to do what they do. Yeah, and a missing link could even be something as little as having a cornerback that's competent at tackling, uh, which might mean – this is more of a Kevin Johnson game than it is a Levi Wallace game. If if they want to be sure, have sure enough tacklers on the outsides to prevent Lamar Jackson from really going crazy. I think the one thing that the Steelers did in that Week Five matchup that they wound up losing, partially because Mason Rudolph is terrible, um, but one thing that they did, they basically played all zone, which certainly lends itself to what the Bills do, and they like the thing that I'm kind of proposing here, they brought a safety down into more of a linebacker role. And I wonder if that might be a a spot where Jordan Poyer kind of comes into play here because he is one of the smartest people that they have on that defense. And for him and them, trusting him in that role to get off the blocks, to figure out a way. And because even though the... um there are some wide open holes in the middle uh, where Ingram likes to run the ball. There's also not as many offensive linemen there to block. And a lot of it is just trusting what you're seeing and getting to the spot. And I think Jordan Poyer w- might be pretty strong at in that aspect. So I wonder if they, they look at that Pittsburgh game and go, okay, well, this is somewhat of a model. and And we trust that our quarterback is better than what whatever they brought to the table and you know if they if they wind up scoring let's say 26 points then maybe uh, the bills feel like they have the offense to kind of stay up with them but uh, it, it's going to be a challenge I, I think the, the Ravens are going to get their points and um, there's even though they're at home this is very much the bills being the underdog here because they have one all of these games in a row for a reason and it's because they are freaking scary yeah and i think that's what's going to make it one of the most interesting chess matches that we cover this season because 
there's there's not often where you're as intrigued by the the chess match in a game as this one because mm-hmm. a lot of offenses do similar things. Everybody's got their different scheme and personnel and everything else, but those matchups get a little repetitive. You know, they're oh, there's this great wide receiver that they have to slow down. Well, it, a wide receiver is a wide receiver in a lot of cases. This is completely different. Lamar Jackson is different than any quarterback they're going to play this year, and this scheme is different than any they're going to see this year. And that makes it a, a fun one to to talk about and and to think about for a week, and it's going to be even more fun to to watch it unfold on the field because I do think, uh, you know, there's there's enough on the Bills' side to handle this uh, if they're if they're ready to to weather the storm for four quarters. All right, so then that brings us to the Shaq Lawson meditation prediction hour, which um, last week we let's see, I picked the Bills to win, you picked the Cowboys to win, but not to cover. I think that's what it was, right? That was my pick on the. We didn't do yeah. a podcast, right? So I, yeah, right. I gave you my pick in the uh, press box, and I gave it on the radio uh, in a separate. Yes. Uh, anybody was listening but yes i did i picked the cowboys to win and the bills to cover so um, all right well this time this time around um the bills are what are they i think uh, according to the the yahoo um line right now the bills are currently six point underdogs at home who wins and uh who covers the spread who do you got I'm going to say the Ravens win and the Bills cover the spread. Uh, I think, I really think the Bills have a, a shot here. Uh, the Ravens are one of those weird teams where this could be one of those close, hard-fought games, but the Ravens are also very capable of blowing teams out, and they've had some lopsided games. I don't want to say the Ravens are due, but they just had a really tough game against the 49ers. They have a short week after this, uh, I believe, and they've just had a brutal stretch. And so the Bills might be catching them at a pretty good time. That said, this Ravens team is rolling. This defense is really good, and I think it's going to really test Josh Allen in this offense. I think the Bills keep it close, but uh, I'm I'm going to say Ravens 24. Four Bills twenty. All right. Um, so uh, you are in with your pick. Um, I will agree that I pick the um, the Ravens to win, but where I disagree with you is I think the Ravens are going to cover the spread in this game. Uh, there are far too many issues defensively, specifically against the run, for me from what the Bills are doing. And Dallas went away from it. I think if Dallas continued to run the ball the way that they were in in the uh, second quarter, that, or even the first quarter too, I think the Cowboys had a better shot at that game. But they went into a, very much a pass-heavy offense in that second half. And I think Ezekiel Elliott wound up with maybe two carries in the second half, with, which is just kind of maddening from a Cowboys perspective because of how well he was doing. But there were a lot of holes to be had. And I worry specifically against this misdirection-based offense for for the Bills um, that 
Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds won't be able to weave their way to where uh, Mark Ingram or Gus Edwards is going right up the gut. And if they're starting to worry that they can't get there, then maybe they, they come off their uh, their reads of what Lamar Jackson is able to do. And I think that could wind up snowballing on them a little bit. And there's nothing more disheartening than when you can't get a stop or a couple of stops on the run in a row. And that's that's what the Ravens do. They just punish you if you're not up to it every single play. And if unless you get them into a third and long situation, then they're probably not going to throw the ball with with a uh, low percentage shot in mind. This is a very calculated offense and one that basically needs a, a perfect defensive game plan and personnel to kind of go along with it. But there are there are some uh, some worries there for me. So I'm going to take the Ravens winning uh, by a score of 34 to 23. I think Josh Allen and Devin Singletary they'll they'll get some points. Um, make it a game but at the end I think this uh, Lamar Jackson offense and what they provide and what they do is going to be a real headache for uh, for this defense and where they where it has failed them at times in this season so um, I know that's probably not what Bills fans want to hear but you know gotta gotta give it to you straight right I mean this is uh, this is a big matchup but I think I think they'll hold their own for a while it's just I just I just I just looking at the film I just I don't know how the Bills can can uh, slow it down in the sense that uh, that they could score enough points to come away with the victory. Yeah, it's going to be hard to to put up points on that secondary uh, for this passing offense the way they did against Dallas. And I do think this is a much smarter coaching staff on the other sideline uh, than it was in Dallas. Um, yeah. You know, before that. So uh, this is a really good offensive. Uh, offensive coach and Greg Roman a really good head coach so I think I think it's going to be a tough out for the Bills uh, but I mean probably the biggest regular season home game in quite a few years so oh yes should be a should be a fun fun atmosphere over at uh, New Era Field there is no doubt about that and it should set up for a uh, pretty big Sunday night game against Pittsburgh the following week if if the Bills in fact lose and you know, then they maybe need one more win to potentially clinch a playoff spot. That could set up for something, but they could go right out and do everything they need to clinch it this week. So who the hell knows? All I know is it's going to be really fun to watch that thing unfold in front of our eyes. Um, So for Matthew Fairburn, my name is Joe Biscaglia. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Buffalo Beat. We will talk to you next after the Bills-Ravens game on Sunday from New Era Field. Until then, see you later.